nationally syndicated media personality and author Sheila Zielinski, a.k.a. Weekend Vigilante. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only program to bring you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God with a focus on spiritual warfare. And now, here's Sheila. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Sheila Zielinski Show. Listen, there are just too many reasons to list why you need to become one of my patrons today. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get access to private Q&As with Sheila and friends, commercial-free content, and so much more when you become a patron member. But you know what a better reason to become a member of patron is? Because you're supporting this broadcast and its efforts to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you partner with me, you become a part of God advancing his kingdom and in the end time harvest of souls that right there is the best reason to get behind this ministry and become one of my patrons let me be your voice in this epic end time battle become a patron today Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for a very important expose. And to break this down, I have brought on my good friends, Kevin Schramm and Chris Taylor from Don't Let Them Burn Ministries. They join me today to get into Avengers Endgame at a movie theater near you. <laughs> I think because of their vast knowledge of comic books and what we see on the big screen today in Marvel Cinematic Universe, all these incredible shows. And you know what? There's one that's still in the theaters right now, and it is smashing box office records. It is a box office juggernaut that looks like no end inside of stopping. And in fact, it now has a global record with over two billion. Can you believe that? Complete global domination at the box office just in its second week. That's a victory lap for Disney. Oh, if you haven't seen my expose, Disney Deception, I've included the link in the description, as well as the first show that we did called Avengers Infinity Wars is linked below as well as the show I did called Gods in Spandex. <laughs> well, we're sure going to break down these gods in spandex. It is my good friend, Chris Taylor and Kevin Trump from Don't Let Them Burn Ministries. Great to have you on the program. Oh, thanks for having us. I enjoyed doing this program and breaking down this subject. Good to be here, Sheila. It's an honor and privilege to be on your show. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Well, listen, um, I'm going to hand you the mic. Just start where you want, and then I'll just jump in whenever. So take it away, gentlemen. Sure. Well, for anybody that doesn't know out there, this is the 11th film in Marvel Cinematic Universe that ties everything together. It's been 11 years. But before we get into this film, we want to kind of recap the first one a little bit. It's called Avengers Infinity War, and that was a 10th celebration of the culmination of all the 21 movies. So in the first film, we had the Angel of Death, Thanos, who has been the, the villain in the background throughout all these films, putting an, an idea together that would end up to be his search for all of what we call the infinity stones and in the middle of that movie he gets all the infinity stones and he does something called a snap which brings forth something that's very reminiscent to the biblical rapture 
that's prophesied. Kevin? Yeah, I agree. You can't separate this film uh, from the first. And I've had a few days just to reflect on it. As you mentioned, you know, people were talking about, well, maybe people are getting box office burnout with the comic movies. But as we can see with the numbers, that is by no means a reality of the situation. But uh, as I was looking at this movie, I can sum both of these movies up with one word, erosophy. And that's the study of the occultic study of the Aryans. That was especially did by the Nazis there in World War II. And you have all the elements of this in this movie. First, you have Norse mythology. Of course, the Nazis, they worship the Nordic gods. You also had evolution. You have environmentalism. You have eugenics. You have the occult. And you even have a veiled reference to Atlantis there in one scene. So all these elements come to this movie to really reflect really what the study of, of the Aryans was in Nazi Germany. Right. And right before we I get into to that area right there, I just want to put things into perspective for the audience. Because Avengers Infinity War, it made $2 billion plus worldwide. And so our populace, our modern culture is basically ready for more of this uh, occult agenda. And with this new movie, Endgame, within two weeks, respectfully, it has made $1.6 billion. That's never been seen before uh, uh, other than a movie called Avatar. And this is racing very rapidly to conquer that box office. I just want the audience to really see that this is a massive cultural experience and kind of like a ritual, actually, because many people have spent hundreds of dollars to see this over and over and over again. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Avatar was the same cultural experience and people wanted to commit suicide because they couldn't live in this fantasy world that seemed better than our reality. Uh, we said before, it was about the rapture basically and Thanos is all over the, the, the universe or the galaxy taking these stones, collecting them, sending his minions to collect them from Earth and other places and you see these Avengers de defending and protecting Earth and other places and so it's the search for the forces, the elements that make up the universe, the God forces, the six elements which you could break down in different the, the reality stone, the soul stone, the space stone, the mind stone and all these stones this goes all the way back into a cult teaching too about the six elements or the quintessence which is the five elements in fact in some of the comics the stones are living beings that were formed i guess you could say around the big bang and also in the occult in the new age their teachings about ufo ships that when the rapture happens this is how they, they'll explain away what's really going on. And this is uh, explained by Barbara Marciniak and other New Age writers. They use biblical terms like the twinkling of an eye and all these things. And if you want to know more, you can go back to the first review we did about this. But this is some serious indoctrination here. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, as far as Thanos' quest to to get the stones and, and some of the, the Marvel timeline and stories surrounding stones suggest that they these stones could have been the remains of a being that existed before the Big Bang. But in his quest to find 
these, I sort of noticed some things that occurred, and I, I would call this sort of his manifesto. To me, it mirrors the environmental manifesto, if you will, or the eco-socialism or eco-Marxism of our day. When he went to get the space zone, he had to destroy the old gods. Of course, he attacked the Asgardians there on that spaceship and only left Thor there surviving out and rescued by the Guardians. But he destroyed those old Norse guards, and that's sort of what environmental movement does is trying to destroy the one true god or the old gods that we have in society today. And of course, if you think I'm stretching that, in the new film, they go on, the Asgardians go on to to form a new Asgard here on Earth. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey everyone, it's Sheila Zelensky. Folks, did I tell you I'm boycotting Starbucks? Listen, I have been on the hunt since I did that expose for a 100% Christian-owned coffee company. And I'm excited to tell you that I not only found one, but I bought their coffee. And you know what? The only reason I agreed to promote it is because I love it. It's the best coffee that I've ever had. And that's not a line. You know how most people just say that? Well, I actually drink this coffee. I've given it to friends and family and even my staff. And you know what they all say? How do I get more of this coffee? And guess what? For Sheila's listeners, you take 10% off your purchases. You can't get any better than that. Folks, it's that good. And here's the kicker. When you buy bestdayevercoffee.com, you support other like-minded Christian businesses as we march toward the mark of the beast. Hey, shouldn't we be supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ? And why buy from big box stores? Their coffee is stale. Listen, you wouldn't eat stale popcorn. Why drink stale coffee? And check out the flavors. Try a whole bunch of different kinds and discover your favorite. Listen, go to bestdayevercoffee.com now and use code Sheila at checkout. Drink fresh, drink bestdayevercoffee.com. You're watching the Sheila Zelinsky Show. And he went, of course, on the, the second stone, the time stone, he he went to the occult to obtain that one. The third stone was the mind stone. He got that, actually got that from the vision, which was an artificial intelligence. The reality stone, this one that wasn't quite obvious to me that I had to sort of look at the scene. When he got the reality stone, when the guardians went there to confront him as they thought he was obtaining uh, the reality stone, he already had it. And he projected a fake reality to them in order to kidnap Gamora his daughter. And as far as mirroring that in this new movement of environmentalism, or as Sheila calls it, the green gospel, they present a fake reality to us that our lifestyle somehow is affecting a polar bear in the Arctic. They present a fake reality to us. And of course, the the soul stone, the last one there, of course, he already had the power stone when the the film opened, but the soul stone, he, of course, he had to commit an act of, I guess, if you want to call it child sacrifice or a cult sacrifice there with the red skull watching over in his hood looking almost like a, a satan as he watched the sacrifice take place right and uh, yeah that blood sacrifice and that's a part of the sixth element or sometimes the fifth element which is love because he had to sacrifice the one that he loved but going right back to 
the idea of the rapture. This is from Barbara Masiniak. She says, there will be a great shifting within humanity on this planet. It will seem that great chaos and turmoil are forming, that nations are rising against each other in war, and that earthquakes are happening more frequently. Earth is shaking itself free, and a certain realignment or adjustment period is to be expected. The people who leave the planet during these earth changes do not fit here any longer and they are stopping the harmony of the earth when the time comes that perhaps 20 million people leave the planet at one time there will be a tremendous shift in consciousness for those who are remaining that's from a new new age writer and there's another one she says this is from um selma Terrell, she's a channeler. She says, our rescue ships will be above to come in close enough in the twinkling of an eye to set the lifting beams in operation in a moment. And all over the globe where events warn it, this will be the method of evacuation. Mankind will be lifted, levitated, shall we say, by the beams from our smaller ships. These smaller crafts will in turn taxi the persons to the larger ships overhead, higher in the atmosphere where there is an ample space and quarters and supplies from millions of people. The great evacuation will come upon the world very suddenly. The emergency events will be as a lightning that flashes in the sky. For those of you that know your Bible, that's how it's described, the coming of Jesus Christ. And I have one more quote, and, and then we're getting to the, to the actual endgame. This, this is from various UFO channelers. The cataclysms are all part of purifying this earth back to the millennium. What is going to happen when you reach a certain point is that you will have the first wave of ascension. Those whose bodies cannot take this change will go in the first wave of ascension. They will be taken up and their bodies will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. In the twinkling of an eye, they will be removed from the physical completely into new spiritual bodies. There will be many visits from the galaxies by interdimensional beings, as from the Pleiades, to assist and in some cases to rescue people and take them into higher places. Those are the flying machines that you are seeing coming into your galaxies that have been preparing themselves for up to the last 40 years. Some never die on this earth. These missing persons have already been taken as their time was not up and they were not meant to go through a demise. They went through a liftoff in UFOs. So as you can see there from their own New Age terminologies, this whole setup, especially from the comics back in the 80s or 90s, the Infinity Gauntlet series, it was the same premise. This snap Half the galaxy's gone. The guy that wrote it is into a lot of strange things. And you even have Adam Warlock that comes in as a, a fake Jesus and tells the superheroes in that same comic book after they defeat Thanos to go basically go into the world and tell them they can trust me like a new gospel. So now, Kevin, before we move on, you want to say anything about that? Uh, I guess one of the spookiest and weirdest scenes in the movie there was when Scott Lang, you know, returned to the time and went and was going there in, in San Francisco there to the vanishing memorial there. And he, as he looked on it and saw his name and 
you know, I've been wanting to look at the frames and just see what kind of names. I know there's a name of one of the X-Men there listed, but, you know, just gave, sort of give me a Georgia Guidestones feel as as, they, as he was sitting there looking at all the names there on that memorial. Right, correct. That's exactly what it reminded me of, too. And uh, to put things in the co- context, at the end of Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man went, took a trip into the quantum realm, and when he was ready to come back out, the vanishing happened with them, too. The Wasp and Pym and his wife, they all disappeared, but he didn't know that. So when, now in the new movie, it comes back to the scene of where the van was, but this rat is crawling across the machine that would activate whatever, and that's how Ant-Man comes back out of the quantum realm. He's basically the only reason why they're able to move forward with their um, humanistic idea. This movie is about how people will cope with the rapture. Any rapture, no matter what your position is, how people will cope with it. The first hour is very depressing. Everyone's crying or moping or going out and murdering people because their their family died or, or disappeared, I should say. And so you have this scene. It's like a, a AAA meeting where this, uh, I guess, first openly gay guy in, in um. Marvel Cinematic Universe is talking about how him and his lover coped with it, coped with the dusting, or as I put it, the rapture. Okay, so, and his first openly gay character is played by the director, Mr. Russo, who is one of the brothers that directed this movie. And there's no hope in any of it until man and his humanistic measures come together. As I said, they're trying to cope with the rapture. Our society, while we're watching this movie, we're not realizing we're going and basically getting involved in Satan's frequency. What I mean by that is Baal, as some call him, is the prince and the power of the heirs. If we equate that to Satan, that we know that Satan has this frequency that's going out from Hollywood that you channel through your house or through the theater or whatever. And that's not God's frequency because they are anti-God. God's frequency is from the Bible when he communicates with you in certain ways. So I just want to put that in there too. Go ahead. Yes, Chris, that's a really good point that you just made. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want a more powerful and successful prayer life? Would you like to see results? God intended you to have victory. So then why does it seem like your prayers seem to go unanswered? Could it be that a key element of praying powerfully is being left out altogether? Discover the one thing the enemy does not want you to know that can make all the difference. This is a practical and easy to use powerful book where we lay out a powerful blueprint for real results. You can step into that powerful place of authority and begin to experience the outcome that you've been waiting for. No matter what is going on in your life, you have the power to change things through prayer. And do you know prayer is different than warfare? It is time to step out now in power and achieve results. Get your copy of Power Prayers today. It's warfare that works. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get it brought into your local Christian bookstore. It's warfare that works. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. Now, interesting, and I think the audience will find this incredibly fascinating. Maybe this is a coincidence, but is it weird that the major theme in Marvel Avengers, both the last one and Endgame, is that 
Thanos wants to depopulate half the planet so it can thrive. Wow, it can thrive without half the people. Did you know that Henry Kissinger made the exact statement in a 1972 paper he wrote for the U.S. government, and he said extreme measures need to be taken, even if it means half the current world population. And is it weird that Kissinger was good friends with Stan Lee and Jim Starlin? Who was Jim Starlin? He created Thanos in the same year, 1972, and introduced him to the world. You know, I've researched their connection, Kissinger, Lee, and Starlin. And of course, what are they? They're occult buddies, specifically Thelema, Alistair Crowley's Thelema. Remember Marina Abramovich and the spirit cooking and that whole disgusting rabbit trail that I won't go down today? Yeah, that's the same Thelema. Straight out of the pit of hell. So just, I'm, but I'm sure it's a coincidence. Oh, no way. And Jim Starlin is the one that wrote the Infinity Gauntlet series. I, I think we're putting a little puzzle here together. <laughs> and as far as, you know, getting into into this, into this film, you know, it begins, and uh, as Sheila was talking about the depopulation agenda, we see Thanos on the garden planet there, and he's in like a, a sort of primal lifestyle, if you will. He's a simplistic lifestyle. He's went back and shows him, I think, bringing in some water and, and cooking there over a fire, if you will, in a, in a little rustic cabin. So after he has, you know, depopulated the universe, now he's able to go and, and live this, this simple lifestyle on this garden world and, and not harm it and be one with nature. And, uh, you know, there's many lines of, of programming in this film. You mentioned the rapture, and there's also this the depopulation agenda. And, of course, that all stemmed from Thomas Malthus all the way up through Darwinism. His cousin that was the founder of the eugenics movement, uh, Galton, and then on into communism and Nazism, this whole depopulation streams back from there. And now it was the uh, Agenda 21, now it's the Agenda 2030 that UN is seeking to, uh, I guess you could say, terraform our environment and it'll make certain places where, you know, humans don't live. It's just big animal animal preserves and they want to leave the environment as it is untouched by man at the expense of man and as we see that's what happened in this movie you know as uh, hitler taught the same way the environmentalists do today that the individual doesn't matter it's all about the whole all about the environment how we can save it you know and the, we as individuals do not matter in that equation Right. And also the, the uh, subject matter is there of how certain humans can be fused with tech. We see Iron Man have all these nanoparticles in his chest or wherever they are, and he could create anything out of it to defend himself or survive or heal himself and all this stuff. So that idea is there, too. But to, to go back just a second to Thanos and his, his garden planet, to me, because I believe that, again, Thanos is the angel of death, but also an allegory for God Almighty. Right. And, you know, I didn't mention on the stones, all those stones in their full power, they have the attributes of God. You have omniscience, you have omnipresence, you know, with all the stones in their full power, you have you you have him as a god they have godlike qualities that that they grant the possessor of those stones you have omnipotence you have omnipresence and you have omniscience there in all those stones so yes there thanos was a god there when he had in possession of those stones yeah and so in the movie now uh captain marvel they had already met her in captain marvel end credits for her movie and i'll keep this short she's basically the queen of heaven inanna Ishtar, Diana, same thing as Wonder Woman, and she has a star on her chest, and it's the star of Inanna. 
So this is the Queen of Heaven going out to search for Tony Stark. And she comes up on the ship that he's stranded on with Nebula like a fairy. And she brings him back to Earth. And then she, you know, goes off to whatever mission that she's going to do. But I just wanted to put that in there as well, because it's very important as we continue to see that who this Captain Marvel person is and, and why she's so important that Marvel shoehorned her into this movie when no one really cares about her. Okay, but well, I, right. I have a Invincible Iron Man comic number 55. Its first appearance was February 1973. Get this. It actually calls Thanos, I'm looking at it, the Eternal Deviant Hybrid. Uh, mm-hmm. Later on in the comic, it says his place of origin is Titan. Listen to this. He says himself, he's from the Infinity Watch Black Order. And if you mm-hmm. look at his abilities, deep level occult themes telepathy telekinesis i mean you got a mishmash of eastern mysticism and yoda zen master i mean it is stunning Mm -hmm. yeah to get people some clarity on what you just said there there's a hierarchy in the celestial beings thanos is a baby of that hierarchy you have the you have the the the, the one above all you have eternity and a couple other weird guys and you got the eternal which which marvel is making a movie for right now you have the deviants thanos is the son of the deviants and you also have the celestial these are the ones that supposedly went to each planet and planted a seed in the life forms to create different civilizations, panspermia, if you will. The evolution with the Space Brothers, that's always been in the Marvel comics. Of course, the Eternals were the creation of, of Jack Kirby. And as Chris mentioned, they'll, uh, we know his esoteric leanings and that they'll soon be on the big screen as well. As and DC is going to bring another Kirby creation similar to the Eternals, the New Gods. So that's all going to be blasted in everyone's faces pretty soon. How that this plant, planets in the universe were seeded by godlike creations. Then, of course, they had their watchers that would watch and see uh, how we were treating our planet, if you will. So, Kevin and Chris, are they really setting us up for the return of the Godmen, do you think? Oh, definitely. And I, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I have I have a list of different characteristics of these characters um, that I'll be basically airing out so that people can really get it, you know? Because with these names that they give the people, you don't really think of a Godman or, you know, other things. But I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I really want to kind of like get into a part of the movie that maybe flew over some people's head. Uh, Black Widow's basically, she's just finished talking to people on a, on a hologram screen like Captain Marvel and Rocket Raccoon and the lady from Wakanda and others. And she's depressed over her friend, Hawkeye, who's basically gone on, on a murder spree, a vigilante spree. And Captain America basically comes in to say, you know, hey, she's making some jokes with her. But he said, you should feel better. There's less boats in the water, less yeah. pollution. That's the bright side for him towards her, environmentalism. It's just a little thing they put in there subconsciously, and most people won't get it, you know? But I caught it. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, one of the biggest things that I get asked is, oh, I wish I could attend something that has a move of the Holy Ghost, something powerful that is life-changing. Well, guess what? I've got the answer to your prayers because my good friends over there at The Appearance Ministries, Augusto Perez is having a very powerful event coming up June 14th, 15th, and 16th at Christ Central Church in McAlpin, Florida. The information is on your screen. The Appearance 
Ministry presents Show Me Your Glory event. Folks, this is going to be an incredible three-day event. If you are looking for a life-changing, powerful move of the Holy Spirit, get out to this event. For more information, go to the Announcements tab at theappearance.com. That's theappearance.com. Folks, get out to this. You will never be the same. This isn't a conference. This is a manifestation of his presence. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. After he had, he had, of course, snapped away half the universe, he wasn't satisfied with that. You know, in, in the final scenes as he was facing their Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, he mentioned that he shouldn't have let them live. He should have killed everybody and started over. So, you know, even th these incremental things that the environmental movement is doing, they're not going to be satisfied with that. They want a planet pristine with almost no humanity. And we talked about the Georgia Guidestones. They want 500 million. That's what's in place on those stones. So, right. uh, so there's 7 billion of us got to go. Yeah. And, and, uh, and one of the reasons why Thanos said that he needed to wipe out the rest of the universe is that the people that he left behind were the heroes that were coming were too tenacious and trying to reverse this whole thing and cause to realize for people, those of you that didn't see the movie this Thanos that they're speaking to is a Thanos from the past we didn't get to the time travel aspect of the movie yet so this Thanos had found out when Nebula went back that these were people from the future coming to change reality and so he uses the past Nebula to come to a time machine with his ship to basically write what he saw going wrong that's why he said that to them and so he's like, okay, you want to be so stubborn? Yeah, all right. I want to wipe out all of it. But, but remember now, this is an allegory for God Almighty. It's not about the angel of death necessarily. It's just mixed up together because right. these are the heroes, the godmen of that world trying to stop the apocalypse. Exactly. And as far as the uh, the time time travel element you mentioned, they are introducing quantum physics as, and with Ant-Man and the Wasp movie as well into the public consciousness. And of course, with quantum physics, they are theorizing on potential time travel there. And of course, they dealt with one of the things, uh, always one of the uh, problems presented with time travel was what was called the grandfather paradox. In fact, in case you went back in time, what happened if you met your grandfather and killed him and then you would see to exist but in this movie i believe they did this deliberately as they had the future nebula kill the past nebula and there and of course they just showed that they were on a different an alternative time stream there and nothing happened to her so they brought that out uh very prominently in the film right and there's one part in the in the film when they're going into the time travel and i could be this could be a stretch but i'm gonna say it anyway when they all put their fists together over this CERN-like looking time machine, there's a circle below their fist that kind of reminds me of the Black Sun. And if you've seen the movie, you kind of you might know what I'm talking about. But you know I, that might be a stretch. But check it out for yourself, and and I guess you could post it in the comments section. But um, there's also, of course, again this this whole movement is a humanistic movement saying man can do it without an outside force. There's a part in the movie that goes towards all of this eugenic stuff is when War Machine says to Hulk, why don't we just go back and kill baby Thanos? And sounds like a joke. But then Hulk is like, oh, that's bad. Come on now. You know, something like that he said. But why would you put that in there? I think that part is, might be in the comics as well. 
if I remember right, that might be in one of the comics. They went back to kill baby Saddles. But either way, it's an idea that goes along with the mass murdering of children that we see called abortion. I just wanted to, uh, since you brought that up, make a reference to a, an article I found. It says, as far as fi- this environmental movement, they're even protesting against having babies. This article said, what can you actually do to fight climate change? And of course, that's the villain that's set before us now in, in the movement. It says, uh, according to science, you can eat a plant-based diet. Of course, we see all kinds of ve- people going to a vegetarian diet now, mm-hmm. uh, taking fewer transatlantic flights, living mm-hmm. car free. But here's what it the last one it says having fewer carbon spewing kiddos that was what this article how it described children a carbon spewing kiddo so once again they place more preeminence on the environment than they do babies The, the world right now is i think more alarming than any of the science fiction stuff we could reveal you know because the world is moving towards this push, this environmental push. You know, most people don't know that veganism is not so just something about a healthy diet. It puts you into an altered state of consciousness to commune with spirits. Uh, I mean, you know, there, we can go on a whole long conversation about that stuff. But anyway, as we move on, <laughs> the God of Thunder, the God of Thunder or Son of Baal is on this team. We have also genetically modified humans like Spider-Man like iron man black widow died in the middle of the movie but she was using the power of the tesseract the power of the force the demonic power we have the super soldier um steve rogers genetically modified we have winter soldier genetically modified we have outside of the talking raccoon whatever you see he's genetically modified <laughs> you know and we also have masters of the mystical arts who came back when hulk basically put on the gauntlet and did his own snap to bring bring everyone back and so we had Dr. Strange come back. He's an occultist. He's master of the mystical arts with his other ones. We had the ancient one in there who is deceased. So she's a thousand years old and she passed the mantle on to Dr. Strange to protect the time stone. And there are more of them. But also we have shamans from Africa like Black Panther and his warriors, right? All of them worship animals. But Black Panther is a shaman over Wakanda. And we also have Scarlet Witch who basically... You know, she uses the power of the force, the satanic season power, the energies of Lucifer. And then in the middle of the movie also, there's also a feminist aspect where they put like a female team together out of nowhere. And that's an allusion to what's in the comic called A-Force. And I know it's a feminist comic because even on the Wikipedia it says it's a feminist comic book. So there's that. And then Captain Marvel changed her hairstyle, which most people in the secular world say that's a hint to her gayness. And so anyway, in the middle of the movie... Uh, Thanos takes his, his, his ship, brings it out, like I said before, it is this gigantic ship over the Avengers headquarters, d- destroyed the Avengers headquarters, and as Scarlet Witch is, is killing Thanos, his ships bombarding everyone with these missiles, then they turn their weapons to the sky, and the Queen of Heaven comes out of the sky and blows this gigantic ship up <laughs> and battles Thanos and Thanos defeats her with the power stone. So there's all that. So you put two and two together. There's a lot of occult, mystical gods of the earth and the, and the heavens fighting and, you know, all these allegories going on. Go ahead. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not that, you know, the Scarlet Witch in the comics, of course, and in the movies as well, married to the Vision who was killed in the last film. But you have their witchcraft married to artificial intelligence. And I don't know if you could 
say that's allegorical as to what uh, men are trying to bring on the earth right now as well. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of people don't realize that before the 20s, even going back into Greece, there were these ideas of the automaton and all these other you know instruments of bringing a spirit into a machine. And that's what they did with the vision in, um, what was that, Civil War? And they put the spirit or, you know, essence of Ultron and Jarvis put together and they made the vision and the vision called itself a god he said i am right and so did ultron he called himself i am and also when thanos came to an infinity war came to the ship he said i am either aliens or driven machines they always point to some sort of deity and in the real world we have ai churches being built people say they're going to worship ai it's not coincidence this is a movement not only in the occult realm, but in tech and other industries. Yeah, and it's quickly coming upon us, you know, with the 5G uh, that's going to enable it to, you know, to take greater control and quantum computing as well. These things are quickly coming on us. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, everyone. This is Sheila Zielinski. How would you like to advertise your product or service with us? We have a very robust audience as well as a large social media reach, and we should be supporting Christian businesses. If you're interested in advertising your product or services with us, send us an email at info at Sheila.media. That's info at Sheila.media. And one of our sales staff will get in touch with you to see if your product or service is a good fit. And until the end of May, we're offering a special spring discount on all our advertising packages that can be tailored to fit your budget. Consider advertising on The Sheila Zielinski Show. That's info at Sheila.media. Make the inquiry today and get your business noticed. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. As you mentioned, they try to deify these heroes. And my thought went back to the, the last movie as, you know, Doctor Strange and Star-Lord were there as the Guardians showed up there on Titan. And they were trying to determine, you know, whose side each other was on. And they were asking, who is your master? And Star-Lord said, well, did you think I was going to say Jesus? You know, yeah. there's another slap there in that movie. Right. And, and I noticed they toned that down in this movie. Uh, but so so all in all as we tried to explain is this is about depopulation it's about humanistic value humans that don't need an outside force to intervene we could do it on our own and by our own wit and technology we'll find a way to go back in time and reverse everything just looking at that quantum time travel that is a godlike quality you know, mm -hmm. God is outside of time. You know, he sees all the time at once. So there, once again, there you have that. They had this quantum physics, you know, attributing that, you know, to a godlike uh, power for the heroes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they do this thing. They go back in time. They mess up things. They come back and they fix it. They fix it through tech because Tony Stark made the new glove, the new gauntlet, if you will, that held a stone. That's how he was able to defeat Thanos by the end of the movie. He took one glove, touched the other glove, and the, the, the stones kind of crawled onto his glove. We didn't necessarily see it, but that's what happened. And, and then the glove kind of grew in this weird fashion, and he declared himself as Iron Man and did the snap, and Thanos' army started to vanish. So it's like a reversal of everything that was done in the first movie. 
as we've seen these movies over the past 11 years, as we've seen the uh, see them progress and the evolution of them, it's just how, I guess, to me, the progression not only of the anti-Christian themes and the environmentalism and the humanistic themes that are in them, but also the level of programming, it seems to be being ramped up in these films. You know, I didn't notice them as much in the first films like Iron Man and Captain America, but it seems like there's more and more programming going in. As Chris was speaking about Captain Marvel, talking about her chest and the symbol of Inanna there, the goddess, which is also referenced to as Ishtar in that film as well. And that one was hugely, there was a huge amount of programming in that film. She went around the the film in a t-shirt as well. And it was a nine inch nails t-shirt. And of course it's N-I-N. Of course that's a satanic group that their songs, of course he helped produce Marilyn Manson there, Trent Reznor. But there's that going back to Inanna because that name Inanna, as far as its Mesopotamian roots, it was N-I-N- a-N. And that N-I-N, she was going across almost, I guess, a quarter of the film there with that across her chest, N-I-N. And that went back once again to the Queen of Heaven. So they're slipping in more subtle things in the programming and just more and more. And I think we can expect that uh, to continue. Yeah. And, and also the Queen of Heaven, for, for those that don't know, that is the Mary that the Catholics worship. It's not Mary from the Bible. It's the Queen of Heaven. They adopted it from their pagan traditions. And if you go and search the Bible for the Queen of Heaven, you will find that the Israelites had turned to her at one time. It was very important that you know that. Uh, we have to protect our family or families, right? And it's right. not to say you can't watch this or you can't watch that, but you need to know what, you, what what's being taught to you. A big global push is out there for a one-world government, a one-world religion, and a one-world economic system. And this movie has all of it in it, you know? So this is a movement towards the what we call the end times. I mean, I believe we're already in that, but not in the Great Tribulation. But this is a movement towards what will become the fascist New World Order government. This is being put in front of you in almost every movie, film, TV show, children's TV show, video games. You have to be aware because if you're raising children, this is the world they're going to grow up in. A technocratic fascist society that's already being built before your eyes. That is, the, I, I think, the takeaway from all of this other than the allegory of humanity taking their own cause and turning their weapons on God. That's in Revelation. So you could see that and search it out for yourself. That's what I have for you tonight. Wow, incredible. For people out there saying like, okay, whatever, Chris and Kevin, you're just ruining my fun. I like a good movie. What do you have to say for, to those people? I, I think that Satan is there in a lot of facets to entertain you, to keep you distracted from two things, salvation and the word of God. A lot of these other people that are breaking this stuff down, a lot of them are leading you into Islam, into Hebrew roots and all these other stuff. We're here to glorify Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. So if you're a Christian and you think, oh, I'm just trying to ruin your fun, I think you need to look deeper. Don't listen to what I say. Research what I say and see if it's true. If you think we're stretching the point about the programming, especially with the environmentalism and the eugenics, I pulled up a Forbes article uh, from last year when the Infinity War was out. And this is uh, one of the quotes I took away from. It says, Infinity War could be renamed Sustainability War. So, I mean, you even have like Forbes recognizing, you know, that they're putting this programming in this film. As I mentioned, you know, there was that veiled reference to Atlantis there. This is a three-hour movie. There's no wasted lines in this movie. No, there's Everything's not. Everything's put for a purpose. 
Yeah, it really is purposeful. Well, like Chris said, you know what? Satan, he's here to entertain us and our children, especially. What did Hitler say? You give me the youth, I'll give you the man. That is a frightening statement. And boy, oh boy, have they got our kids. Look at this juggernaut. No end in sight of its crushing box office records. And what do people love? They love their gods in spandex. Chris, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the program. I hope you come back. We'll do another expose down the road. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Sheila. Folks, that was Chris Taylor and Kevin Chum from Don't Let Them Burn Ministries. The information is up on your screen right now. Reach out to them and let them know you heard them on the program. Why is that important? Because they take time out of their schedule. And that's our way of thanking them is to reach out to them and thank them for their time. This is important information, folks, as we are inundated with this gods in spandex culture. It's important to arm ourselves with information. As Christians, what does God say? My people perish for lack of knowledge. This is important stuff, folks. Be armed with the truth about these very insidious themes. These guys are set to go with a trillion dollars. And the movie industry, well, I don't have to tell you how insidious and diabolical Hollywood is when it comes to these themes. It's absolute predictive programming and propaganda at its finest, so it's good to be aware. Well, we've got a great lineup coming out this week, so be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure you're also following me on Podomatic, the podcast. And don't forget, like I said in the beginning, become a patron today. God bless you. We'll see you real soon. Hey folks, listen, do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints. You're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please, again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share, and subscribe.